Welcome to Bethlehem Back Chat, where we talk about the background and backstories of our worship and community as Lutherans. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Dan Smale, Senior Pastor here at Bethlehem Lutheran Church. And I'm Wendy Ferron, member of Bethlehem and the producer of the podcast. Our topic for today is saints and a Lenten activity that our congregation or anyone who's listening can become involved in called Lent Madness. We shared a teaser about Lent Madness on our last podcast, so I hope we intrigued you a little and you're willing to join us and have a little fun. So Lent Madness involves a bracket system like March Madness, where we learn about saints and generally amazing people who have experienced great sacrifices for the Lord and His children. Pastor Dan will discuss a bit more about Lent Madness later on in the podcast, but let's start by building a little background on how Lutherans feel about saints. So, Pastor, I think a great place to start is finding out the answer to a pretty basic question. What is a saint? Great question. There's a really neat Greek word pronounced hagios. You don't need to remember that. But it basically means consecrated to God, sacred, pious, essentially set apart. Scripturally speaking, the saints are the body of Christ, Christians, the whole church, as we gather together to worship, serve, and learn. I know other denominations approach the topic of saints a little differently than we do. Um, As I've been in church a long time, I've never heard of saints in my many years, or even mentioned in our worship, uh, nor is there any statues or pictures of saints around the church. So what does the ELCA have to say about saints? It's another great question. First of all, I think what sets us apart is we understand that saints certainly are in heaven in that beautiful communion of saints that we confess in the creed. But saints are also right here on earth. Saints are everyone who has received Jesus by faith. Everybody can be a saint. Yeah, everybody, right? Well, I do know that there are Lutheran churches that have saint in their name. It seems it seems like it doesn't belong with Lutheranism, um, in my experience. And I've noticed, though, that many are named after the Fabulous Four. Mm-hmm. You're right. Like, like St. Matthew and Mark, Luke, or John, uh, Lutheran Church. But there's also some that are snuck in Paul or St. Peter, uh, Lutheran. And if we don't focus on saints, then how can there be a saint something Lutheran Church? Well, I think focus is an interesting use of words right there. But while we may not necessarily pray to saints in the same way as some other expressions of the Christian Church would, We certainly do honor the work of saints. We remember their efforts on behalf of Christ and his kingdom and the spread of the gospel. So when you hear a church called St. Peter, St. Paul, matter of fact, I grew up in a St. Paul's Lutheran, Hmm. it's just a way to honor the work that those individuals have done on behalf of Christ. Here's what I thought of as I was coming to record this. There's a St. Andrew. Who's that guy? St. Andrew (laughs) is the patron saint of Scotland. Nice uh, choice there. Yeah. It's perfect for those of us who come from the Highlands. Yeah, so St. Andrew, uh, patron saint of Scotland, but one who was known as one of Jesus' early disciples and certainly a passionate person behind the spread of the gospel in the early church. He doesn't have a book in the Bible, though. He doesn't have a book in the Bible. Well, we could, you know, yeah. maybe <laughs> dig around and there could in be the one. ancient texts, there could be a gospel maybe to Andrew put one somewhere. In there. Right. <laughs> So, are there some saints that we commonly would know? Absolutely. So, a couple that come to mind right away. Mother Teresa, who was just made a saint in 2001. A lot of folks know of her and have been inspired and impressed by her work. 
Uh, St. Francis of Assisi is another saint that gets a lot of attention. Drive around a little bit, you might see a statue of a monastic-looking guy standing in the front yard with a bird in his hand, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, that's yeah. St. Francis. So, What's the bird about? Just Well, St. Francis had a particular affinity for nature and, and mm. communion with all of creation, and I think that's symbolized there. That's good. It makes that connection. Okay. What can we learn or focus on in ourselves? There has to be some sort of connection that we can learn from these saintly people and their history. I'm not into martyrdom. For me personally, so... Well, I think that's good. I would skip martyrdom for now, Wendy. We need you... Thank you. ...to produce these podcasts at least for a little while longer. So stay with us. All right. But, All right. um, you know, here's the thing. I think back to my early years as a child. And way back when, when I was just a squirt growing up, I would settle in in the evening, in the summertime, and I'd turn on the television and watch a little baseball. And on the screen, way back when, was this guy named Willie Stargell. And he, you've heard that. I have his autograph. You have his autograph. I do. Well, he was one of my heroes. So let me put it this way. I watched everything he did on the baseball field. So that the next day, when I went out to the backyard to play wiffle ball, I would bang my bat on the plate (laughs) the same way that he did, right? So it was kind of this imitation and admiration. I think in some ways, that's the way the saints work for us. We look to these people and see what an example they provide for us and for our lives. And it's perfectly okay to say, you know what? These folks have done some remarkable things and be reminded that we are too capable of some remarkable things. You know, as we learn more about the saints during the activity that we are going to offer, talk about a little bit later, I am amazed of the the willingness to give that those people have, give their lives, the martyrs, to give their lives for Christ in, in the midst of adversity and the threat of death, and they do it anyway. Right. I think it speaks to their conviction. Mm-hmm. Um, so often the Spirit is at work in our lives, our hearts and our minds, and we're touched by something and inspired But this is real, right? And it's real all the way down to the core. And it has the power to drive us and determine our actions and affect the way we think and act in our everyday Mm -hmm. lives. No doubt about it. Wow. It's it's amazing. So we we are at times referred to as saints and sinners. Right. Could you clarify what that means? Um, Is there actually a biblical reference to that phrase? Well, being a saint isn't about what I do or don't do, but about who I am in relationship with God, at least in this context. That's also true of being a sinner. The Lutheran Confessions define sin as the self-centered failure to trust God. Luther describes Christians as simultaneously saint and sinner, and defines a saint as a forgiven sinner. We are called saints not because we change into something different, but because our relationship with God changes as a result of God's grace entering into our lives. Luther said, the saints are sinners too, but they are forgiven and absolved. Wow, that's good to know. Well, I think it is good to know, because so often, spiritually, we think we're either or, mm-hmm. one thing or the other. It's that dualism you talk it about is, all the time. but yeah. man, you got to be careful about falling into those kinds of traps. Mm-hmm. We're constantly, constantly reliant upon God's grace, but at the same time, that grace is still effective in our lives and is shaping us as individuals. I guess we all have some learning and growing to do um, to stay more in the saint column and a little less in the sinner column. Well, good luck. Let me know how it works out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, won't you 
know. Um, our next podcast is going to focus on Lent, which will give us a little heads up on how to stay more in that uh, saint side of the column. So even though we don't focus on saints as Lutherans per se, we can participate in learning a lot about them. Because as as Pastor said, we can emulate some of the behaviors of some face adversity um, in the same way that they did. Um, they're absolutely fascinating, and their dedication to God and His children are amazing. They are people who've lived all around the world in various periods of time throughout history. Uh, they may have truly gone to any length uh, to serve God, the ultimate sacrifice, I would say, of giving their lives. Some are even martyred in that journey. Um, but in order to bring a little fun to all of that, mm-hmm. right, <laughs> right, some engagement and learning to our Lenten season, we invite those who are interested to join us in a little Lent madness. So, um, Pastor, I'm going to ask you if you tell us a little bit about what Lent madness is. I'd be happy to, because this is really cool. Lent madness began back in 2010 as the brainchild of the Reverend Tim Shank, Cincinnati, Ohio. He was attempting to engage people in learning about the church's calendar of saints. This is from the Episcopal tradition. Tim Which came up... Episcopal tradition. Yes. Is that the Protestant side? Yes. Or the Catholic side? Absolutely Protestant side. Okay, gotcha. But Tim came up with a very clever and hysterical way to offer a Lenten devotion. The format is similar to March Madness with the use of a bracket system. There are 32 saints selected by the executive committee with saints pitted against each other in elimination rounds starting Ash Wednesday. It's a friendly competition, of course. Yeah, of course. These include the Saintly 16, the Elate 8, the Faithful 4, and finally the winner of the coveted Golden Halo. Yeah, there's a commandment about that, right? Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's Golden Halo. It is. It's, I think, number 11 or 12. (laughs) But it's in there. It's in there. In the first round, descriptions of those in the running will be offered to our congregants here at Bethlehem. But if you are outside our congregation, I would encourage you to play along. You can obtain a scorecard, which is a booklet for around $3, at the Lent Madness website. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. There's a bit of information about each saint in the running. Amazing, sometimes pretty scary accounts of what these folks went through for God and humanity. And there is some basic biographical information about each of the 32 saints. This year, interesting categorizations includes four different categories. Biblical characters such as Peter and Paul, no Mary, and <laughs> monastics and martyrs, mostly modern, such as John Wesley or Catherine Winkworth. And the final category miscellaneous, where we find our own Katerina von Bora, or otherwise known as Katie Luther. Luther. You got it. (laughs) Katie's in the running this year. Bonhoeffer actually won in 2016, so it'd be fun to see the Luthers represent represent again. (laughs) Florence Nightingale actually won last year, which is cool, too. That is cool. (laughs) All right, so we have engaged in this. We have posters that we're going to hang around our church, and and, uh, we're going to keep track of these matchups and who wins. So how involved you become, it's kind of up to your level of fun and involvement. If you want to join Lent Madness, like Pastor Dan and I have, they have a website you can visit, www.lentmadness.org, and you just subscribe, and they send you little notices about the matchup and who won. These, These two guys, Tim and Scott, is that his name? Anyway, these two guys are hysterical, and they make so much fun 
um, out of learning about these, these folks that are in these um, brackets. So you can read about the saints and contention and the idiosyncrasies, and they've got them, of each, and you can vote. Or you can engage by monitoring the posters that will be placed in the narthex and within Schmidt Hall. You can review during Sunday school. The poster has the brackets. The matchups will begin on February 14th, 15th, in that Ash Wednesday area, maybe the day after, with Peter versus Paul, and continue throughout Lent with the reveal of the winner of the Golden Halo on March 28th, followed by Maundy Thursday. Very good, very good. We'd like to invite you all to join us to learn more about the saints and others who have accomplished really amazing works through through God. And um, we appreciate you joining us on this podcast about saints. Hope you'll join us with Lent Madness. Remember that if you have a topic or question you'd like us to discuss on Bethlehem Backchat, please let us know by sending an email to office at belc.org. Org. And please be sure to write podcast in the subject line. So, Dan, you want to take us out? Absolutely. Please check <laughs> us out on the web, belc.org. And if you're in the area, stop in and worship with us Saturday evening at 6 or on Sunday morning at 8 and 1030. We always have Sunday school in between at 915 for all ages. We have just as much fun in church as we do on the podcast. We do. So come and see <laughs> us. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks.